Hello, everyone. This is Rasa with a favor to ask before we start the show. If you love listening to You Must Know Everything as much as we love making it, please recommend it to a friend, family member, coworker, classmate, teacher, babysitter, anyone and everyone in your circle and beyond. Word of mouth recommendations like yours make the biggest difference. And one more thing. We now have a You Must Know Everything online store with amazing and exclusive t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs, including, of course, kid sizes. Please follow the store link on our website, youmustknoweverything.com, to check it out, show your support, and spread the love that way, too. Thanks so much, and on with the show. Hi, Dad. Hello, Rasa. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? I am spectacular. Are you completely and utterly ready to know everything? I sure am! Well then, let's do it. Today, I want to talk to you about how doing something for someone else will reward you. The selfishness of generosity. <laughs> something like that. Let me give you an example. Let's say that I was supposed to have a sleepover with my friend, but then she was sick and couldn't do it. I would be mad. I would be grumpy. I would be upset. Poor thing. Need a hug? Hmm. I see you're catching on quickly. But then I'm at school being all grumpy, and I see that there's another person in my class that looks sad too. So I decide to make them cards saying, you are awesome. I slip it in their desk. They open the note. I see them smile. They're happy. And I'm happy too. Giving something, making someone else happy, has made me in turn happy. So then I can go on with my day, smiling, laughing, and having fun. Question. Do you think this means the people who are nicest to us are actually the most miserable and they do it to recover? Well, they're nicest to us, but then they wouldn't be the most miserable, remember? Because since they're so nice, they're actually the happiest. Ah, so you can be miserable once, you do the trick, you become happy, and then you keep doing the trick to get happier and happier and happier. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the people who are selfish are really unhappy. And it's almost like we have to help them even more, <laughs> even though it's somewhat selfish of us because we know it'll make us happier, but hopefully it will help make them happier too, happy enough. That even though they're still unhappy and still selfish, they can then be generous so they can be happy? Exactly. What a cycle. In that case, uh, can I make you lunch today? Nuh-uh. I'll massage your feet. Oh, no. You've been working far too hard. In fact, let me get you a new hairbrush. Oh, that won't be necessary. Actually, I was thinking about getting this book of poetry you wanted. Uh, uh... Ah! Wow. The selfishness of generosity has brought us to an impasse. Are you ready for today's poem? Yes, what is it? It's called Chamber by Phyllis Levin. The heart at the heart of the room hasn't stopped. When it does, the room will go on, being a room without heart. The room has a life of its own, apart from breath, a breath apart. 
Oh. I definitely need to hear that again to understand it. May I read it? But of course. Chamber by Phyllis Levin. The heart at the heart of the room hasn't stopped. When it does, the room will go on being a room without heart. The room has a life of its own, apart from breath, a breath apart. Heart, apart, breath, and maybe even death is a secret rhyme in this poem. <laughs> the heart will stop beating or the heart will go away. And then what does she say will happen? The room will go on being a room without heart. Can you picture a place that doesn't have people in it? Well, yeah. For example, right now, a lot of schools don't have people in them because of COVID-19. There's empty buildings because of COVID-19. And there's buildings that are empty because of construction. They're building a new house. It's empty. Sure. Or it might be the weekend. It might be after hours. Or it might just be a room that is used sometimes, but not all the time. I'm picturing our laundry room. Is there anyone in the laundry room right now? No. So the room's still there. It's even got clothes. It's got a washing machine. It's got a drying rack. Yeah. But there's no people in them. Mm-hmm. There's no heartbeat. Yeah. There's no breath. Yeah. And yet. The room has a life of its own apart from breath, a breath apart. What do you think of as the life of a room without people? Lonely, forlorn. Sad, pressed, partying, eating all the chocolate chips in the pantry. (laughs) There's an old saying, if a tree falls in the forest and no one is there to hear it, does it make a sound? Yeah, of course it makes a sound. Nobody is there to hear it, but since all trees ever that fall when someone's there make a sound, it's not logical to assume that a tree falling when there's no one there wouldn't make a sound. It would still make a sound, there'd just be no one to hear it. Whoa, that was so smart it made my head spin. And I guess what this poem is saying is, everywhere is like that. You can have something be, even if it's not breathing, even if it doesn't have a heart beating, it still is, just like... There may be a distant planet far away. I'd say even the space between planets. They're there. It's there. Well, now you're the one that's making my head spin. This is a short poem, but it's quite philosophical, it turns out. Yeah. From the laundry room to outer space. Existence, with or without us, must go on. segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? Yes, I do. I was going on a hike yesterday, and I noticed the ground beneath me was totally worn and torn from other people hiking. It was dirty and it was muddy. And it made me wonder, what is dirt? What is mud? What is the substance that's underneath our feet that we plant things on, that we tear up sometimes? that we pave over, what is Earth itself made out of? Wow, that's a great question. I'll dive deep into the books and the ground and get back the answer. I'm back 
and I've got the answer to your vexing question. First of all, by dirt, you actually mean soil, which is the stuff on the top layer of the earth, whereas dirt is loose soil and is not part of the top layer anymore and therefore not considered soil anymore. Soil first appeared 450 million years ago and is made when rocks and water come together. After a long time, the rocks break down into smaller minerals, such as quartz, mica, and calcite. As it breaks down, it adds to soil formation. Roughly 45% of soil that forms is created by three things, sand, silt, and clay. 25% is water, 25% is air, and 5% is plant debris. There's also a lot of oxygen and other ingredients in different kinds of soil. In the United States alone, there are thousands of different kinds of soil. Boy, that's a lot under our feet. Yeah, and if you think about it, everything you eat either comes from the soil or itself eats what comes from the soil. So in a sense, you come from out of the ground, too. You Must Know Everything was produced by me, Rossa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith. And the amazing music was by Furniture. Get cool You Must Know Everything merchandise, submit your own vexing questions, and listen to more than 50 previous episodes at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Please rate, review, and share the show. And please tune in next time for everything you need to know.